Good Monday morning. It is May 23rd. Um, this whole month I kind of talked about how I was going to focus on masturbation. I was going to focus on mental health, which I have for myself. Hopefully you've done the same. Um, I always talk about menopause too. It's all the M's for the month of May. Um, on a side note, I started watching Grace and Frankie which I guess I'm super late to the party because a lot of people have watched this on Netflix. It has Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin in it. It's a really cool show. And what I love about it, because clearly I'm going through menopause and I'm mid-40s, is it's got two actresses that are like in their 70s, maybe almost 80s. I cannot remember how old they are. But they, I'm like in season three, so I'm not, I mean, you should totally watch it. I don't think I'm going to ruin it for you by telling you this plot line here. But in one season, the woman makes lube out of yams and she talks about how being you know after you go through menopause that you know you need more lube down there and I'm like this is the kind of show that I call me crazy I know some of you will but like we need that kind of stuff being very mainstream very normal to talk about again it's always like a shameful thing sexuality and I feel like with women it's something we're not supposed to they like want us to be docile and not really want it and you know it's weird it's a weird thing and because I literally talk about this with my therapist, I don't think I feel shame as an emotion. Which I know, like, I guess some people think a little shame is good, but I, I don't know. I really can't think of a reason why shame would be good. I just don't feel it. It's weird. Like, I don't feel weird about talking about my sexuality. I don't feel any shame in talking about masturbation. I don't think there should be a stigma or shame surrounding sexuality at all which is probably why I'm so open to talking about kinks and stuff with people too. I just, as long as you're all consenting adults, I just don't understand the shame aspect and I don't understand people wanting you to feel shame for it. But speaking to the no shame thing, yeah, we should definitely talk about women going through menopause, needing lubrication because some women dry up down there like the Sahara desert. Doesn't matter how much foreplay you need lube. So it's something that like should be more, I don't know why mothers aren't talking to their daughters about this. Maybe they were very luby after menopause. I don't know. But like, I don't even think you get this at the doctors. I can tell you at 38 or 39, 39, 39 years old, I went to the doctor and got my yearly exam or not yearly. Well, when you're older, you get it like every five years. But like I, when you're with the same partner, it's like they recommend five years. But anyways, I got my exam. And I mentioned, you know, menopause, I think I'm going through it because I've had two periods in a month and I go 45 days without one. And I was 39 at the time. And she was like, oh, I could do a blood test for you, but likely this is what you're going to go through. It could take five or 10 years and, you know, you'll be considered menopausal when you go 12 months without a period. I'm like, okay, I could tell you I recently had one. I know the whole blood moon thing was going on. And like, I had like a little bit of a, speaking of mental health, like a nervous breakdown, it sounded like, like a real bad, jagged crying spell, like where you're completely like your body's just racked with like sobs and you're shaking. Like I had one of those. It was very cathartic because I felt really good after I released all that pent up rage and anger and sadness. So good cry is necessary. I think that we like to push the emotions that we don't feel comfortable with deep down until they erupt like a volcano. So if you have to listen to a sad song, read a sad book, watch a sad movie to get those feelings to come out, then do that. Again, I don't feel shame over crying. I know that it like, it's funny because my boys will be, oh my God, mom's crying again. And I have to tell them there's nothing wrong with me crying. It's a valid emotion. 
Usually it's because whatever you're feeling, elation, happiness, sadness, frustration, whatever it is, is too big to keep inside. So it leaks out your eyes. Like that's kind of how I explain it to them. There is no shame in crying. But anyways, I had a period. I haven't had one in over six months. And I had one and I was so pissed because I was halfway through being finally menopausal. So mental health, did a lot of crying this month. Well, not a lot. I just had like one breakdown, but it was very, um, very emotional. Actually I had two this month too. That's actually pretty decent. But, um, but the funny thing is because I, I always feel like the homeschool mom, like always the educator, like I just talked through with the kids about what I was feeling. And like, I know that my youngest tried to like give me comfort, which was sweet, but I had to like tell him you're the child. You're not supposed to give your parents the comfort because there's this whole thing you guys can Google like parentification, parentification. I'm going to say that funky, but it's like where the kids become the parent. And I know that like, that's like this fine line between I want my kid to like want to offer comfort to people. That's a beautiful thing. But then you have to be careful that it doesn't tread over to your kids taking care of you and your emotional needs because that's never okay. And that's toxic as fuck. So, and I talk about this with my therapist. I always want to be in that fine line there in the middle where it was nice that he came up to offer comfort because I was screaming and crazy. And then I was also letting him know that it was very normal what I was feeling. Um, you know, sometimes you just get overcome with emotions and then we like problem solve coping skills. But I do love that my kids are like crying as a coping skill. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. So let's hope if we raise our sons more like our daughters and they can feel the full range of emotion that maybe the next generations will be better. So yeah, mental health a little bit. You know, I do, I have to tell you all the meditation. I kind of stopped doing it for a bit. And there's also this thing on Netflix. I'm just like going to be shouting out Netflix shows I watch. Um, other than Grace and Frankie, there's a, a Netflix thing about, oh, what is it called? I'm actually going to, because I'm sitting in my living room and the recliner, I can tell you right now. It's called, what is it called? Oh, it's literally called Headspace Guide to Meditation. Headspace Guide to Meditation. And we were like watching the first episode yesterday and it literally does the science behind meditation. Like if you meditate daily, that it will like enlarge some areas of your brain. It will shrink the areas that are associated with stress and anxiety. Nobody's going to be good at it at first. Like, you know, you think you're going to be some Buddhist monk and you can sit there and meditate for an hour. Like you're going to be like an ADD brain. You're going to try to breathe in and out and hear the garbage truck outside, hear the dogs bark in the distance. Like it's, it's okay. So watch Headspace Guide to Meditation. Get an app on your phone or something to like do it when you're, you need that break. Whether you had a stressful shift at work or to center yourself before a shift at work. So I have been lax in my meditation. I did it for like all of Lent mostly and I did notice an improvement. So we need to like incorporate that back into our lives. My husband and I were discussing we need to do more meditation. It's like all the M's this month. So then I also had this big epiphany. I'm going to just tell you all now. I suck at gardening. If there is an apocalypse and I have to grow seeds, I will not be like, oh God, what was the actor? Was it Matt Damon that was on Mars? I'm going to get movies mixed up probably. Matthew McConaughey, Matt Damon, which was where he was like on Mars and he grew potatoes. Then he was like stuck there for years or something. Like I'll die of starvation. I just realized this. I did all my seedlings April, May. The only fucking seeds that grew. Now, I, I talked about this. I read the seed packets. Some of this shit, it's been over 30 days. It should have sprouted something. And my radishes grew up beautifully, but I was supposed to transplant them. This is always what happens. They die every fucking time. Either I don't get them in time and they fall over or I do transplant them and they just don't, they're not strong enough. 
So at this point, I will just have to settle for foraging for things that grow hardy in the wild because I do not have that skill set. And it doesn't mean I'm going to like give up because I'll probably keep trying. I have grown some things successfully and some things on accident. But it's okay to be bad at something. You know, we can lean into that. We're bad at it and it's okay. We can either choose to try. You know, you're going to get a buzz at least once during this recording. But um, so we can lean into being bad at something and either just give up, which is also viable. Like, I just suck at this. I'm not good at it. Or me, the ever, like, forever wanting to learn shit, just keep trying. So, yeah, I'll probably try again this summer. Maybe try again next year and just, I guess after, like, maybe 30, 40 years, I might successfully be able to grow stuff. But I am very jealous of you all that can just start from seeds, plant a huge garden, and, like, harvest your own food. So that's something I found this month that I suck at, gardening. Why can't we brag about masturbation? Like, I'm great at that. Like, wouldn't we all get our little gold medals or our stars? Isn't that frustrating? Like, you can't be in mixed company. Like, somebody's like, oh, I just grew this beautiful eggplant. I'm like, and I like, raise my hand. I masturbated three times today, orgasmed with everyone. Yeah, three. It's not my personal best, but felt really good. Because then people are going to, like, drop their jaws or be like, why the fuck is she talking about masturbation? We're talking about gardening. Like, I get it. I don't do that. I promise. I don't think I do that. Maybe. But yeah, we just all want to like, I have a skill. Mine are weird. My skill sets are weird. Talk about things without shame. Masturbation. Super inquisitive and curious. Those are my skill sets. Mm, I don't know. I better, I'm going to, gardening, not so much. Putting in IVs, not always. Calming crazy down, I'm very good at that. Making a joke when things are tense, very good at that. So anyways, now we're at the 10 minutes. I'm not trying to go long today, but like some things to think about for the next week. I want you to just work on yourself in whatever way that looks. If you want to work on yourself with exercising more, eating a better diet because your body is a machine and you want to put good fuel into it. If you want to just have a day where you eat tons of donuts and cupcakes, I'm your gal because I did that last week when I had that hellish period and I hadn't had one in six months every fucking day. Cupcake snowballs. I think I even ate chips and I didn't feel the guilt. So that must be positive for my, from like my therapy or something. Cause it's been a year and a half and I don't associate food with guilt anymore. And I did for most of my life. It's still a hard habit to break. Cause I was kind of like, Oh, should I be eating this? But I'm like, yeah, you're fucking 43. You're going through menopause and you're having a hellacious period with crazy mood swings. If the snowball's going to help you, you fucking eat the snowball. So yeah, no guilt. And uh, meditation's good to try to work on yourself, writing, journaling. So I want you to kind of work on your mental health this month. And masturbation does help your mental health. I know I did a whole thing on the pros and cons of it in one of my podcasts. It absolutely, all that feeling of euphoria. And again, know what pleases your body so you can tell your partner. Huge thing, communication. And if you feel that shame about your own sexuality, I don't know how to get you over that hurdle, but you can definitely talk to me. And I will talk you through, it can be a fun activity for your partner to learn your body. And maybe it's hard because you're like, fuck, I've been having unsatisfactory sex for like 20 years. How can I tell him? Yeah, that would suck. I don't know. Because I, at that life I haven't lived. I told my first boyfriend before a year was even up, like, I'm not having satisfactory sex. And he got very offended. And I was like, knew he was the problem at that point. But my mother just raised me different. 
So yeah, but I'm not going to shit on you for maybe not being able to tell your partner in 20 years that you haven't, but maybe I can you know, try something new to bring up into the bedroom and then get yours too. So yeah, that's some things to work on this month. And I promise at some point I will work on my recordings. And yeah, uh, I think I'll finish up next month doing something geared more towards my kids and I'll make sure I label it for my kids because I had this like epiphany recently that as much as I talk about sex and I talk about homeschool and I talk about my life in general, I kind of want to have like a little recording just for my kids to hear my voice down the road. Something that like they're not going to cringe and be like, Jesus Christ, my mom's got like a year and a half podcast about masturbation and homeschool. Like, I don't think I can listen to that. <laughs> you know? So I'm going to like literally label it for my kids or something so they can listen to it and hear my voice down the road. Probably because my dad died within this last year. So it had been, and I do have a recording of him wanting to take my youngest fishing. So it's cool to hear that. And wouldn't we all be so lucky to hear somebody we love that isn't any, you know, that's not with us anymore, hear their voice. So I think I'll do that next week just to tell y'all now things I would want to tell my children so they'll never forget. I might even do that today as a second separate one. Hmm. But take care. Mental health, masturbation, menopause if you deal with that. And if you are with somebody who's going through menopause, give them extra loves, extra cupcakes, Tell them how beautiful they are. Tell them that you don't know what they're going through, but you're there to support them in whatever way they need to deal with it. And if anybody dares to try to be like, oh, you're married to somebody going through menopause, must be rough. You're going to get cold cocked. Like you're going to fucking get a punch in the face because it's not as bad as actually dealing with it. I promise you. I know because I grew up with a mother going through menopause and then I'm going through it now and it's worse going through it than dealing with somebody going through it. That's how I'm going to end that today, <laughs> but take care of yourselves.